0: Hey, it's Misty and Liz, we're two women who don't know shit about literature, but we love to hang out and talk about the books we've read, and everything else on our minds, so get cozy, grab a drink, and let's get started. Hello. Hello.
1: How was your week? It was good, how was yours? Um, well, yours just lied, because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, ask See, me again.
1: Okay. How was your week? Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Both our girls had the flu. I know, that flu A.
0: That was flu. Fun. I think the A is for asshole.
1: <laughs> Probably yeah. so. so now I'm over here playing this fun game of is it COVID, flu or allergies.
0: It's I the think, best.
1: I think mine's allergies.
0: I'm tired of this game. I think we've been playing this game for over 2 years now and
1: yeah. Well, we normally play is it flu or allergies. Right. Now we've got a Now level. we've got COVID. Right, clovid.
0: COVID. Yep, that's in there. What well, was? Is it COVID or allergies? <laughs> and now we've added flu because the flu is like made a. Remember for big a while,
1: comeback. the flu like it wasn't even around. No, and like, it is wasn't like, a
0: thing. It is like move out of my way. Like I'm back, bitches, <laughs> and I'm gonna infect every single person. That flu I have. opened both the double doors. <laughs> did. Had on like
1: the most amazing prom dress and like a crown and like a sash.
0: Yeah. It was coming through. It's coming mm-hmm. through hot and every, it's got everybody. So. Hmm. Did you do anything else?
1: I don't think I have. I literally have like zero stories.
0: Did I don't think to, to not have any to have any stories? Um, Oh, I have been watching this Netflix series called The Worst Roommate Ever. OK. And it's it's not like a series. It's like, you know, it's like a different story. It's like every episode is like kind of standalone like for files. Right, right. It's its own standalone thing and so I was watching, I started yesterday I'm on like episode three but it's, it's like people who live with other people and obviously they're roommates mm-hmm. and they're the worst and they like murder them and they're trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> I would be so mad if my roommate murdered me. I would never have another roommate. I again. wouldn't talk to him again. I would literally live by myself for
1: the rest of my life. <laughs> right.
0: But it, this stories, it's not like, Oh, she got mad and she killed him. It's this old lady like ran this boarding house for mentally ill people. And she had such a awesome reputation in the community and everyone loved her you know, she had people move in, move out, she she dedicated time and money and resources to like mentally ill, like shelters and everything and come to find out she was killing these people and burying them in her backyard. I think that
1: I heard a my favorite murder episode about something like that. Was this like back
0: in the day? Like
1: Yeah, like in the 1800 Oh, I thought I was thinking like 1800s, like early 19 Oh, but I know
0: which one you're talking about, where they like lived on a farm. Yeah, yes. and I think that they That was sort I watched I listened to a Sword and Scale episode like that years ago where yeah. she they like
1: wrote letters. Yeah, and then they would charge a lot of money. The family would pay a lot of money to send their family members there if they needed help and then basically they just like abused them and starved them and then they would kill them and then go back and be like oh well she died of something
0: and else. They were, <laughs> definitely not us <laughs> this one they were looking for this one guy and this lady called like the boarding house to talk to this who you know whoever ran it and she was like oh no he went to mexico and they're, they're Bye. like no like he why like why would he this she said oh he went to a fiesta <laughs> like what Okay.
1: <laughs> you can think Adios. of anything
0: else. We <laughs> went to a fiesta. Voy a la fiesta. Right, for like two weeks. <laughs> so I'm kind of like watching that now. And...
1: He's like, the señoritas don't care when there's no dinero.
0: That's right, they leave. <laughs> 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 they leave. That's that whole song. What song is that? It's oh, country song, so you don't know uh, it. I thought it was like Daddy Yankee. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like oh gasolina yeah gasolina <laughs> no, no. not into the reggaeton lately oh okay remember when they used to come on the radio though it was like hot for a second oh yeah <clears throat> i loved it i actually think that we um had that i downloaded CD. it from napster so <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that i had like a terrible roommate i've had falling outs with roommates but it wasn't like bad while we lived together it was just kind of like towards the end yeah it was like time to go right yeah but but like no one ever murdered me
0: no no but do you remember whenever i had that roommate for a hot minute it was like a short amount of time who stole from me no this girl i have no idea what her name is (laughs) you live that might be the problem well no but this was like i mean we're talking like 2002 okay we, work, we worked together and we ended up. At Estee Lauder? We did. But then I left and she stayed. So I think she only lived with me for like three months. But one day at lunch I came home and I was looking for something and I couldn't find it. And then I noticed that a lot of my stuff was missing. Like my ma- like my makeup and perfumes and stuff. And I went to her bathroom. All of my stuff is like in her medicine cabinet. And like in her stuff, like it's hers. Oh, that's weird. And I was like, uh, so I confronted her. She's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, mmm kind of felt she got fired from that job for s- uh, stealing, oh. shoplifting. The day she left to move out, she stole like so much of my stuff. Like on her way out, like I need this blanket, I need these pillows, I need these shoes. Like and she didn't even need
1: it. Like she just took it just to no, take it. No, she was
0: like 3 times my size. Uh-huh. I texted any- her and like, "Why did you I never heard from her?" Oh, uh-huh. wow. So, I guess she didn't really need that blanket, but
1: that's still really No, weird. but like Do you remember that time whenever I was in junior high, mama and I rented a house and maybe I got sick or something, but for some reason she checked me out of school one day and we came home during the day when it was like a work day, school day, and we weren't supposed to be there. The owner of the house was having meetings at our house. Oh, yes. And it was so weird because like our house was dirty. Like there was clothes on the couch. There Uh was like dishes in the sink. And she was having, she's a dietician or something, and she was kind of big, so I don't really understand why people were going to her for, like, dietitian (laughs) advice. But she was having meetings at, I mean, it was her house, but we lived there. Yeah. It was so weird because it's like when you're gone during the day, there was people in the house, and we didn't know how long this had been going on. It obviously wasn't the first time. It was very strange.
0: So what happened? You all walked in and? I don't know. I probably went to my room. like, whatever, deal with this, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you get. I was like, I don't know, this is probably your fault. <laughs> Somehow,
1: you've, you've done this. You brought this on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, remember last week when we were talking about The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James? Yes. It was like a new release. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the Book of the Month picks, so that's the one that I got. Oh, boy. I know, so we'll get that book in soon. I'm pretty excited about it. It seems like a really interesting book.
0: I've got a list of books here that I wanted to see if if this these could be, like, books that we could, like, what you thought, if you'd heard anything good about them. Rabbit, a memoir by Patricia Williams.
1: No, but there is a book called Bunny oh. that I've heard of that I want to read. So, I don't know, probably same
0: animal. It's supposed to be really good. Crying in H-Mart.
1: Yes, yes. whenever we read... We read a book, and that one kept coming mm-hmm. up as... Maybe it was Glass Castle? That one kept coming up as... Yeah, because as, it's a dysfunctional family kind of book.
0: Yeah, if yeah. you like Glass Castle, you would like Crying in an h Mart And Hidden Valley Road, Inside the Mind of an American Family. So this, these are these are all books that came out in like 2020, 2021. Hidden Valley is apparently about six a family with six kids who have schizophrenia.
1: All six of them?
0: Yes. So uh, there's like six people... But really, there's like
1: 132 people. I <laughs>
0: guess. But I think that these are if if these are books that we need to read, let us know because I really am interested in these books.
1: Did you ever watch The United States of Tara?
0: I sure did.
1: That show it was a series, and I think it only had one or two seasons. But it was about this woman that had schizophrenia, and it was so good.
0: It was good, and I love like a love. What's her. her name? And I love her husband
1: on the show, Tony Collette.
0: Yes, Tony Collette. Yes, and her husband was the voice of Applebee's. Cool. Well, and he was also Aiden in Sex in the City. Oh yeah, yeah. So I like both of them. I love Tony Collette. Um, I think it's funny when I see an interview with Tony Collette because she actually has like an Australian accent.
1: Really? Yeah. It's like the guy that plays Spider Man now. He's British. Did you know that? Mm know. And he's that. like
0: he's on Uncharted with Marky Mark. Okay. Who will always
1: be Marky Mark. I will never
0: call him no it's, no, it's Marky Mark. We were watching uh, Transformers last night, and he's in that. And I was like, Marky Mark. And uh, Jax was like, who? I said, and he has the funky bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: Blitz is dying to see Uncharted because he's obsessed with Spider-Man. He always mm-hmm. has been. And at the beginning of Spider-Man, they showed a preview for Uncharted. So now, and it's got the guy in it. What's his name? We don't know.
0: Tom Holland. Yes. How did you know that?
1: I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yep. Tom Holland. But United States of Tara was a great show. I loved it. It was also during the time of like Nurse Jackie. Yes. And Eastbound and Down and yes. Big Love. I remember like those were oh. like and, and Dexter. Yeah, that was, a, was those kind were of, like, a really good shows. Really good shows. But United States of Tara, I loved that. But I hated that character that was like the hoe bag. the slutty one the slutty one because Because? she was like that around her kids (laughs) and i always thought that was so like you know like i remember this one part like they were in the kitchen and like her son because he was like a total like noob Uh and she was like you're such a fucking nerd and i I was thinking yeah watching this is like uh, but like can you imagine like even though you're because your mom's schizophrenic Mm -hmm. and she's calling you this like how like Whatever. I know. I didn't really think about
1: those things before I had kids. And now I do. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, but how would this really? It's completely like fictional situation. But I'm like, these poor children that are fictional are going to have the worst like mental health situation when they grow up. I
0: can't just like watch it and not think anything about it. I have to like analyze it. I know. Me too. It's a problem. It is. (laughs) Like I can't enjoy anything. (laughs) So we both did
1: 23andMe tests. I really ma- mainly did it for the health aspects, mm-hmm. but it came back since this is March and we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. Right. That's why I picked We Are the Brennans because it's about an Irish family and it's got clovers okay. on the cover. <laughs> right. So it clearly goes with March. Right. I wonder if St. Patrick's Day is like Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> like, you know, how it's like Mexican people don't actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo or so i They heard. don't? I don't think so. I think it's, like, an American thing. So I wonder if St. Patrick's Day is, like, us white people have taken St. Patrick's Day and, like, misappropriated it. Oh, we got to turn
0: this into a drinking day. Y-
1: exactly. Yeah, who you knows? me
0: in the pub. That's right. Hey, America.
1: <laughs> well, it came back that I am 82% British and Irish. It wouldn't separate them for some reason. British, am I? Well, no, because uh. <laughs> I think that my Irish comes from my dad, and oh. we have different dads. So remember when we were little, we lived on Neil Lane. Mm-hmm. That was named after our grandmother. That was their last name. Came from O'Neill. So they Mm -hmm. were like Irish. Mm -hmm. But our other grandmother is Scottish. So you're kind of like, you know, some of you's from that region too. Did you say some of you's? Some some of that. Oh. (laughs) Some of you's. I'm like into the Jersey accent I've seen that like from Ohio
0: or something.
1: Some of you's. No, but I actually had to call my cousin Jenna to verify this family info because she's like our um, family historian. Oh, okay. So I was like, wait. I thought we were Irish. And she was like, um, yes. And she like, puts her glasses on and pulls out the books. And she's like, what would you like to know? <sighs> his big dusty book. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a lot British and Irish. What were you?
0: I don't know. Let me look it up. Pause. I am 38.9% British and Irish. And I have, and then I'm 34% French and German, 1% Scandinavian, Spanish and Portuguese, Italian, Arab, Egyptian.
1: Jesus, like they couldn't figure out what you were. See, I thought we were going to both have more Scottish.
0: Um, what's interesting is that, you know, Jax has cystic fibrosis. And one of the strands is just a very typical mm-hmm. strand. And the other one is incredibly rare, like super rare. It is a Jewish Middle Eastern strand so that's why i did 23 me to figure out why he would have this so yours did come back like arabian it did yeah huh isn't that crazy yeah it is land inside would be like the super common strand and then me because you do both have to have yes you each
1: each parent has to be a carrier right so then your kids either end up not having it being a carrier or having it right Okay, that has nothing to do with what you're saying. I just had to yeah,
0: say that in my head so I can figure it out. So you can there's 25% that you're you don't have it, you don't, mm-hmm. and you're not a carrier. 20 25% that you do have it and 50% that you're just a carrier.
1: So I wonder about Elliot. Do we know?
0: She, yeah, she's not a carrier. <laughs> she's
1: So you had a 125% kid and mm-hmm. 125% kid. Right. That's
0: weird. Isn't that weird? So so I did 23 of me to figure out where this Middle Eastern Jewish mm-hmm. would come from and Apparently that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. Still don't know if it's mom's side, dad's side. I have no idea.
1: Did Landon ever do 23 and me?
0: No. Okay.
1: I just really did it because breast cancer is kind of a big thing on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering like what my likelihood of getting it is and like, you know, what other things that I'm predisposed to. So that's. Did um, it tell you if you were? Um, well, I can't remember. I don't think it said anything about breast cancer. The, the most interesting fact that my husband liked was that I have more Neanderthal than ninety three percent of the entire population.
0: <laughs> Mine says that so I he
1: always calls me the caveman from Geico <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'll have the duck with the mango salsa.
0: <laughs> Mine says I'm supposed to hate cilantro, and oh I, God, I love it. Love it, and or it's like. Your earlobes are most likely right. not connected. I'm like,
1: bitch, I have a mirror. Am I getting breast cancer? Right. Like, I don't give a fuck about my Oh, mine
0: also said that I'm more likely to have cystic fibrosis. <laughs> no shit. Duh. Thank you okay. very much, for worrying
1: right. me. Right. <laughs> okay, so back to Ireland. Okay. Um, there was an article published in January of 2022 by the Irish Times, and it was books to look out for with Irish authors. And there's one called Again, Rachel by Marion Keyes, and this is the sequel to Rachel's Holiday. But the reason that I found this so interesting was because Rachel's Holiday was published 25 years ago. And it was about a girl going into rehab. And now she's just publishing another one. And it's, now she works at the rehab place. She's on the staff. I just thought that was super interesting that it was 25 years to get to the sequel.
0: Good grief. 25 years to so think about it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool that after 25 years, she was still like stuck on those characters and mm-hmm. wanted to like explore it more. Um, there's one called Idol by Louise O'Neill, and she explores the relationship with our heroes and the world of online influencers. She also wrote the book Asking For It, which I heard I've of heard that. of that one, but I don't know what it's about, but I've definitely heard it. It just looked really cool. Um, online influencers are like, what did I hear? I heard the other day that somebody – parent was like oh she's famous and the kid was like we don't call it that anymore we call it an influencer i was like oh my god i have opinions about online influencers but (laughs) i'm gonna keep them to myself (laughs) i mean whether you like them or not they're the ones that are successful have like done a good job promoting themselves they're like uh,
0: ryan seacrest he's like the original influencer I'm thinking of like people on Instagram that like, yeah, show like Tula skincare and like, um, I mean, like, Tarte real cosmetics influencers, like Kardashians, mm, because they're pretty influential. I mean, like, I don't know, I'm
1: too far gone to know any influencers' names. I so. mean, I do
0: follow people on like Instagram and TikTok. I'm gonna be honest with you, like honest moment, safe space here. Mm-hmm. Most of them are like hate reads. <laughs> <laughs> and like and then I like go on like reddit like these sub subreddits uh-huh. for you know like these blogs snarking pages and like go me uh-huh and make fun it, of people Yeah, it's so judgmental oh what a bitch I know okay there is breaking point by Adele
1: coffee about a mother who goes on trial after leaving her baby in the car on the hottest day of the year oh. that's always intrigued me because it sounds like on the surface so stupid like you left your baby in the fucking car but when you're tired and mm-hmm. you have a baby and you're kind of like out of your routine, like oh, yeah. you see how easily that it can happen. And then there was a case a couple years ago where this man and this woman left their baby in the car on purpose and they found evidence of them planning to like murder their child by leaving it in the car. And ever since then, it's like fascinated me.
0: It has got to be one of the worst ways to die.
1: I mean, you're literally cooked alive.
0: I mean, I'm <laughs> Landon could like pump gas and like turn the air off. And I'm just like, would you hurry up? It is hot. I can't imagine being like a two year old sitting in a car seat for nine hours. Oh, OK,
1: stop. I can't. You're going to make me throw up.
0: Um, there's a book called None
1: of This is Serious by Catherine mm, Um, I included this one because it says that she's Sally Rooney's sister-in-law. Oh, really? Yeah, so they pretty pretty good family there, pretty good writing family there. The book is just about student life is ending for this woman, and all her friends seem to have everything figured out, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So um, that could go either way. We don't know. <laughs> um, and then the last one is called Polluted Sex by Lauren Foley, and it's just about women's bodies and sexuality, and just looks into, like, Irish girl and womanhood. Okay. So... I've kind of been, like, super into Ireland lately. Like, I've told my husband that I'm planning a trip and we're going to go.
0: But I don't want to go when it's cold. So, like, when do I go? July? The pictures I've seen of Ireland look incredible. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't turn down a trip there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's beautiful. Honestly, like, I want to go to Switzerland so bad. Really? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's, like you know you have like that one european country where you just really (laughs) want to go and switzerland is mine because i want to see the swiss alps and i want to see okay so you've seen like these videos like people walking like on these little paths and then you have like the fucking matterhorn out in the like distance Mm -hmm. you got these little cottages and like goats and stuff and you're just it looks like another planet because it is so beautiful and Mm -hmm. i want to see that so bad i went to
1: switzerland um for my senior trip. Was it pretty? <clears throat> yeah, it was really pretty. It was like one of those passports trips where you went uh, to like London and uh, France and like London, Paris, and then Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of like made our way back. So it wasn't, it was really rushed. A lot of like, yeah. you'd be on the bus at 7 a.m. and you'd got off the bus at like 11. And then, of course, we all went out afterwards. So we didn't sleep. Well, I so think by the time we made it to Switzerland, I was like, I don't even know. Well, like, we? a
0: train ride through Switzerland looks incredible. But also, like, in high school, like, you don't appreciate no. things no, 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 no. now. Not like at the, all. No. All right. So, this,
1: this week we are doing We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. <laughs> Tracy Lang was born in the Bronx and raised in Manhattan. She is actually from a large Irish family herself. This book is about a large Irish family, so write what you know. Um, she graduated from the University of New Mexico which is a long way <sighs> from where she came from.
0: That's where our grandmother graduated from.
1: Oh, yeah. She, grandmother always loved, like, was it Albu- Albuquerque? Mm-hmm. She loved it out there. Then Tracy Lang, along with her husband, owned and operated a behavioral healthcare company for 15 years. Oh, wow. So that seems like kind of out of left field for a writer, but honestly, I think that it might have helped her develop her characters. I'm sure. So, like, if you're... If your job is to understand why people do what they do, that gives you, like, the best insight ever. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it did. I'm just thinking.
0: To really make some really well-developed characters. Right.
1: So now she lives in Oregon with her husband, two sons, and a German shepherd. Um, I actually asked her on Goodreads. Now you can, like, ask the author mm-hmm. stuff. I couldn't find a whole lot about her because this is actually her first book, her first and only book, and it hasn't been out that long. So I actually asked her on Goodreads what some of her favorite books are, and she answered really quickly. She She's actually, like, ooh, a reply. Yeah, she um, she answered on Instagram really fast, too. So she was like, oh, thanks for picking my book, whenever I put our March books out. Mm-hmm. And actually our other one, Rachel Yoder Night Bitch. Right. She uh replied really fast too. And normally we don't get a bunch of replies from authors. If so any. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's really exciting when I'm reading. Yeah. I think we pick a lot of like big authors yeah. who don't have time, like what's her face? Colleen Hoover. Colleen Hoover. She's too We're, fucking busy. We are peanuts to Exactly. Colleen she Hoover. does not have time to Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh, no. God. She's too busy. No. no. Anyway, I thought that was really cool. But she said some of her favorite books are I Know This Much Is True <gasps> by Wally Lamb. Good pick. We always talk about that book, and I, like, for the life of me, I remember reading it. And I remember thinking how amazing it was, and now I can't remember anything about it. I can't even it.
0: tell you what it's about, but I know that it was, like,
1: life changing, and we need to read it again. I don't know. Maybe we should pick that for one of our next months or something. She says The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne, The Dutch House by Ann Patchett, and Bear Time by Frederick Backman. Beartown I've seen all over Instagram. Beartown? Yes, it's all one word though. So I started reading A Man Called Ove, which is mm-hmm. by Frederick Backman, too. Did you read that? I did. Okay. I couldn't get into it. Really? And then all of the all of his books kind of have a very similar cover. It looks like that Ray Dunn writing right. on the front. Yeah. So I knew that it was by the same author without knowing who the author was. Mm-hmm. But I've seen so many things about Bear Town and A Man Called Ove that maybe
0: I just like wasn't in the right place. That's crazy to read because it. I read that book like, 2013, 2014, something like that. It was a long time ago, so it's crazy when you hear all these books like coming back that are like, in popularity because of like book talk and stuff. Yeah. I forgot about that book, but that was a very good book. What was it like? A
1: lonely old man, it was an old and like man. maybe he's going to commit suicide, but there's, yeah, like, a family mo- moves in with like a little girl, and they kind of like, it like
0: changes his life. Yeah, and, yeah. like
1: n- nothing creepy, just mm-hmm. like a.
0: Um, I
1: guess you know kids kind of make life a, fun right So it, it really I, changed it changed his outlook from what I remember. But you know what I was probably I probably had a baby at the point and I was like, these fuckers are not gonna make my life any better right now because all they do is cry and shit. I think That's, I was at that
0: point oh in okay. motherhood yeah. you know yeah, they're, they're really nice yeah. level right moment now see motherhood.
1: children start getting fun when they're like five,
0: four and five oh,
1: they say <laughs> <laughs> they say funny stuff so. Um, okay, I'm going to quit because I sound like mm-hmm. I um okay <laughs> terrible person. Oh, and then it also, Goodreads says that she has another book called The Karmatis of County Down, but that one's set to be published in January 2023, and I really couldn't find anything else about it. So I'm not quite sure how true that is, but I will definitely read it based on her first book because it's really good. Oh, good. Okay, so let me tell you about We Are the Brennans. First of all, this book was told through multiple point of views. And it's the story of a really close-knit Irish family. So one night, Denny Brennan gets a call that his sister Sunday Brennan has wrecked her car after driving home to her Los Angeles apartment drunk. So she ran her car into like basically a concrete wall and she's pretty beat up and he's her emergency contact, even after like five years of not really speaking to her family. So Denny's got a lot going on. He's in the middle of opening a second location of the bar that him and his best friend Kale own and his wife has just moved out with his daughter. So he's not quite sure like what's going to happen with either of these things, And even though Sunday has been gone for like five years, he still feels like he needs to go take care of his sister. So he hops on a plane to L.A. to go like scope things out. So once he gets there, he realizes that pretty much everything Sunday has hinted at was a lie. There's no big web career. Like she said, there's no like fabulous lifestyle hanging out by pools and I don't know, walking red carpets or whatever it is she kind of portrayed. Um, She's living in like an efficiency apartment she can barely afford and she's stuck in a dead-end job waitressing. So he's like, what the fuck is up with this? Because this is not what she was saying. So he's like, look, we need you at home. Mm-hmm. You don't seem to have shit going on here. Come home. And she's like, okay, I'll come home. Don't really want to, but I'm, I'm going to do it. So let me tell you about the family. Cause this is probably going to start getting very confusing. There is Mickey. He is the dad. He's old school Irish. I had the audiobook and I read the book. Mm-hmm. And I actually read more of it than I meant to because the narrator did like an Irish accent. And I think it was so cute. So whenever Mickey would speak, she would have that Irish lilt to her voice. Right. So he's still got like a heavy accent. He's getting older. Dementia's creeping in. But he once had like a very successful construction business. Everyone knew of the Brennans because of him. They, like, ran the Irish town, basically. Like, everyone knew of them. Then there's Maura. She's the mom. She's passed away. She honestly seems like a hypochondriac, although she clearly did have something wrong with her. It seems like she faked being sick to, like, kind of control everyone
0: Okay, mama. around
1: her. Yeah. So she literally only seemed to care about Denny, the oldest son. And then Sunday actually ended up taking care of her the most and she's just kind of a real Debbie downer. She was never happy and like no one was ever good enough for her. So not a, a lot of great things to be said about Mora, the mm-hmm. mother. Then there's Denny, the oldest brother, the one that hopped on the plane. He was on a fast track to college with soccer, but he had a knee injury. So kind of had to switch gears there. And now he owns a pretty successful bar with his best friend, Kale. All right. So we've got Mickey and Mora, sons, Denny, And then Jackie, and then Shane, and they have Sunday. So Jackie is another brother. He had been in some legal problems recently. He had taken the fall for someone else's marijuana. We find out, because this is told through multiple points of view, you find out that it really wasn't his fault. You know, everyone always says, oh, it's not mine, whatever. It really wasn't his, but he ended up taking the fall for someone um, having like some marijuana in his car or something. But now that he's nearing the end of his probation, he can start working at Denny's Bar again.
0: I keep thinking like Denny's the restaurant. <laughs>
1: oh my god, that never even occurred to me. Real that He's work. He was working at Denny's. Oh, I guess because I'm like saying it like Denny's. <laughs> he's working at Shoney's, right? Miss
0: Shoney's. Really? Shoney's had the best chocolate milk. Di- okay. <laughs> Fruit breakfast buffet. Oh. Mm.
1: You know, I loved buffets when I was younger. Oh. No. Now, no i don't want a buffet so
0: one time i think i might have told you this we went to fire mountain okay it's kind of like ryan's i guess okay yeah i mean like oh god probably 20 years ago and there was a woman there who was getting mashed potatoes with her hand
1: (gasps) like the um like scary movie like scary movie
0: like um. oh the little hand. yeah but she couldn't find a spoon well then you don't need those mashed potatoes ma'am. so ever since then she sounds like the worst roommate ever yeah she sounds like a psychopath so i was like uh and as much as a buffet sounds it'd like it'd be okay speaking of buffet remember it's about Ravage? oh my
1: god <laughs> yes and we brought kaylee my daughter
0: who was not even one years old right she was tiny she could walk and she could throw herself on the ground and boy did she It got to the point where people were staring at us, and we were just sitting there trying to enjoy our meal. And she was laying in the aisle, kicking and screaming. And we looked like we didn't give a shit because at that point, we kind of. Because if
1: you touched her, she screamed louder. (laughs) She did the same thing. We took a tour bus to see.
0: stonehenge so St- i was those rocks <laughs>
1: <laughs> we took a tour bus to see stonehenge and the entire ride back she did this exact same thing and when i touched her she threw a bigger fit right and then some lady ended up like almost throwing down with my husband because we didn't know how to take care of our kids and i was like bitch you're british that's not that you're supposed to be polite
0: are she's are you a nanny like and she had kids so it's right. not like
1: she didn't understand what was happening oh Yeah. Well, that's just Kaylee for you. I think about once a day my husband and I say, Whew, it's gonna take a special man to marry that one.
0: (laughs) I know. I think the same thing about Elliot, like, oh god. She's gonna have to marry someone with zero brains and the patience of Job. Yes, and someone who an okay person, like, okay. Okay, (laughs) okay. You know, like just Yeah, whatever you want, darling whatever you want because that's the only way you're gonna you'd you'd be able to live with that because that's really how I live my life right now.
1: So yeah, you did pick your battles. Um, okay, then there's Sunday. She's the only daughter of the bunch. She is pretty much like the caretaker for the entire family. Like even in junior high and high school, she was doing laundry. She was cleaning up the kitchen after dinner. She was making sure that her brothers were where they needed to be, and just pretty much like making sure the family was on track. Kind of like the mother, honestly, Mm -hmm. because the mother was always six, and somebody had to do it, and she was the only daughter, so it probably just fell to her. Um, Then there's Shane. He is the last brother. He's special needs, but I don't remember what or if they ever said what he had been diagnosed with. But he's been working at a grocery store, stocking shelves and bagging groceries since high school. So they're all like in their mid to late 20s by this point. Maybe Denny might even be in his early 30s or whatever. But um, they're all older, but Shane's still working at the grocery store. He can obviously keep a job. He really enjoys building Legos with Jackie. So that's kind of like their thing together. And the entire family just, like, dotes on Shane and takes care of him, except for the mother. The mother never really connected with Shane and didn't like how she was supposed to go to his special needs, like, elementary class a couple times a week because she didn't like being around those people. Oh. Even though it was, like, her son. That's sad. Right. The only thing they ever really did together was they worked in the garden. She had some rose bushes, and Shane still takes care of the rose bushes now that she's gone. So that's, I don't know, it's. So the mother sounds really terrible because she just seems like an awful person, honestly. Yeah, she sounds terrible. Um, And then the last one that we really need to know is Kale. He is Denny's best friend since forever. His own mother left when he was young and his dad was really sick, so he spent a lot of time at the Brennans. He even had, like, a spot at the dinner table. Like, this is Kale's spot. Mm -hmm. And he was always considered, like, one of the bunch. Like, whenever the kids would be like, oh, us Brennans, they were including Kale in it. But when they were in high school, Kale and Sunday started dating, and Denny was really mad about it because, you know, that's his best friend and his sister, and he thought Kale was just going to use his sister. But it was, they were in love. Like He only had the best of intentions with Sunday. And they were actually supposed to get married at some point until she just abruptly left to go to LA. She just left. Okay. We don't know why. So now he is married to this beautiful woman named Vivian, and they have a young son together. Okay. So that's your cast of characters. My you God. Got it? Well, Mickey and Maura, they had Denny, Jackie, Sunday, and Shane, and then there's Kale. Okay. Did you prepare a flow chart? Um, no. Okay. But I can't put one together for you. Okay. Okay. So once Sunday gets home, it's clear that she's like really needed there. Denny has secretly put the family into financial ruin, trying to get his second bar location open. He's taken out a second mortgage on his dad's house. Oh, so the dad has dementia. Mm-hmm. So Denny and his wife and daughter moved back in. Okay, Shane, since he's special needs, he never there. left. Okay, and then Jackie, since he had those legal problems, he had moved back in too. My God, it took me until about three quarters of the way through this book to realize these grown ass kids live at their parents' house right. because it just made sense. Right. You know, like, it made yeah. sense why they were there. Mm-hmm. So I never really questioned it. It wasn't just like, oh, they won't get jobs. You know, it was yeah. like, they're there for reasons. Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, Sunday moves back in, too. So that's where she's living as well. So he took out, like, a secret second second mortgage. Is that what it's called? Yeah. On his dad's house. And then he even got, like, a personal loan from one of the construction workers working on the second bar location. And this new location just seems to have problem after problem. So many setbacks. Kale wasn't super on board with the second location to begin with, but Denny really pushed for it and now he's feeling super responsible for everything that's going wrong with it. Mickey knew Mickey since he was a construction worker, he mm-hmm. kind of knew the ins and outs. He he knew who to pay off to get shit done right and he knew like when something was going wrong and it shouldn't be so mickey's convinced that someone is sabotaging the second location he's like there, this many things don't go wrong in construction mm-hmm. and someone is doing this i'll bet my life on it denny's not really sure he's just like well, i don't know dad's old things aren't done the way they used to be done and there's a lot going on with this book
0: there is and that's a tiny book
1: i know it is Now, one of the big, like, awkward moments is whenever Sunday and Kale see each other for the first time, because Kale is now married to Vivian, and Kale and Sunday were literally engaged whenever she left, Mm -hmm. and he held out hope that she was coming home, and she never would. She was only supposed to be gone for, like, six weeks, and ended up being, like, years, I think, like, five years total. So, Kale's married to Vivian, who's very beautiful, but all the Brennans seem to dislike her, because she never really liked how much Kale was involved with the Brennans, And Vivian doesn't like Shane. This family is, like, very, like, rot or die. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, all of us or none of us. And Vivian's an outsider. Yeah. So you get Vivian's backstory, and it becomes really clear that she got pregnant on purpose to trap Kale. She's, like, from a very poor family, and this is her way of, like, clawing her way out of poverty. And the way that the author writes this, like you get it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you see it from Vivian's point of view and it makes sense, even though it's not like how things should be done. It's very deceitful. Like she does a really good job of telling each person's point of view. And there's lots of points of view. Like everyone that I mentioned, the cast of characters, everyone has their own chapters in here where it's Mm -hmm. told from their point of view. So you understand why she did it, but you feel you just end up feeling really bad for Kale. And she's like, She always wants bigger, better, newer. Mm -hmm. So she's always, like, pushing Kale to do stuff. Like, she wants to move into, like, a new house in one of those, like, new fancy neighborhoods where there's, like, four layouts of a home. And he likes his old Irish bring-up where, you know, they live in, like, the old neighborhood and everyone knows everybody. Like, he doesn't leave that. After a while, Sunday discovers that the books are off and she meets with the family. And during this meeting, all this financial stuff that Denny had been trying to hide comes out. So, Kale is upset. Sunday doesn't know what to do. And then Denny tells everyone he got that personal loan from the construction worker. Mm -hmm. And Sunday is like, well, who's the loan from? And he says, Billy Walsh. And she has a really weird reaction. Like, I think she even, like, drops a glass and breaks it. Because she's very shooken up by the name. So... Billy Walsh is some kid from, they all went to high school with him. They knew of him because he was from Ireland, so he had a very thick accent, and most of their friends didn't have accents, so everyone knew of him. And he was, like, really good-looking. He would get in trouble a lot, but he was really good at, he was, like, charming, so he could get get out out of it. it really easily. But there's actually a clause in this paperwork that Denny and Billy signed where if Denny doesn't make his payments, Billy could take the bars. This is bad news. Jackie is, like, urging Sunday to tell her secret of why she went to Los Angeles. And everyone's always, like, it's very clear that nobody knows why, but Jackie does. So, years ago, before she left, Denny, Teresa, Kale, and Sunday were supposed to go to Ireland. But because the mom ended up getting sick, the mom made Sunday stay home, so she couldn't go. So she had been taking care of her mom for, like, a week or so. And her cousin, Grail, asked her to go to a bar just for a couple drinks. She was like, you know, you've been at home. You need to get out. Let's go have some drinks. Well, the bartender was Billy Walsh. He would give them like, free shots and hang out with him whenever he wasn't serving the other customers. And then Grail gets this booty call, and she wants to leave. <laughs> okay. She offers to drop Sunday off at home, but Sunday didn't want to be the third wheel. So she texts her brother, Jackie, to come get her. While she's waiting on Jackie to get there... Billy had actually lived upstairs in the upstairs part of the bar. And he's like, hey, I have some pictures of whenever my dad and your dad played soccer together in Ireland. Do you want to come look at them? And she's like, yes. So she goes up to his, I don't know, what do you call it? Loft.
0: (laughs) We are in America.
1: Oh, apartment. So he goes into his apartment and it becomes clear that he doesn't have any photos. He's just trying to get her up there like to take advantage of her. He'd been feeding her shots all night. She'd been super drunk. So she's like, this is a bad situation. Mm -hmm. I need out. So she goes to leave and like kind of a struggle ensues. They're at the top of the stairs and he's like holding her wrist and she's pulling. He lets go. She tumbles down the stairs. Oh, wow. So she said she remembers him like running past her. But then the next thing she knows, Jackie's there, and he's waking her up, and there's blood everywhere. And he brings her to the doctor. She was pregnant and didn't know it, and she had a miscarriage. Oh. So this was her big secret. This is the whole reason that Sunday left. She lost her and Kale's baby because she'd acted carelessly, and Mm -hmm. she didn't want to tell him. She was, I mean, the way that Billy made it sound, he was like, you – Came here. You were drinking all these shots that I gave you. Your cousin left, and you stayed behind. You agreed to come upstairs with me. So he's like totally victim shaming her.
0: What an and asshole. because you're
1: getting it from her point of view, that's not her intentions. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of how men can move things around to make women feel like it's their fault. Like mm-hmm. you wore that outfit. Ew. You're asking for it. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, the rest of the book kind of unfolds pretty quickly. They found out that Billy was sabotaging the new, new location. So, because he was doing construction on the new location, he took like a sledgehammer and like broke some of the pipes in the foundations. So, like, the whole foundation needed to be replaced. Okay. Like, doing that kind of stuff. Because turns out the dad of the Brennan clan was banging Billy's mom. Oh. So, Billy blamed the Brennan family for like ruining his family. So, Sunday uses this old story from the past, which was very, there's evidence of it from her hospital trip. She goes to her lawyer and she's like, hey, keep Billy from getting the, getting the bar. Like, can we use this as leverage? Mm Because Billy's already, you know, he's been in and out of trouble, whatever. So, they make an agreement. Billy will take $20,000 from the family and he'll leave the city for a while because he wants to kind of get out of Dodge. Now that, like, this is coming up with Sunday, like that's coming up from the past. He like doesn't want to deal with that, so he's like, "Okay, just give me twenty grand, I'll get out of here. You can pay me the rest later. I won't take the bar, whatever." But not before visiting Sunday at the bar. So she's there doing books and stuff. Slow night. He walks in. It's just her there, and he threatens her, and he's basically the same old like, "You were drinking and you were pregnant," which she didn't know she was pregnant. But yeah, you know, like same old shit, and scares her to death. So there's like a gun at the bar. Which sounds like a terrible idea to me because yeah. if you're like, aren't Irish people like prone to be hot-headed? So like a gun's a bad I idea. I don't know.
0: But it's uh, a gun in a bar is just
1: a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, she pulls the gun out to like threaten Billy to get out. And she's nervous the whole time. She's really shaky. She ends up bringing the gun home because she's just like, so upset and shaken up by it. So mm-hmm. she gets Billy to leave. She asks her dad to bring the gun back to the bar. Somehow they managed to get this second location open and it turns out to have like a really successful week. It's like in a really good area for a bar. Meanwhile, Vivian's over here pressuring Kaelin and moving and he realizes he doesn't want to. With Sunday back, these same old feelings are surfacing. He realized that he wants to be with Sunday still and he never wanted to be with Vivian. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying to figure out how to end things. Plus they have this kid yeah. together, you know, so like that just complicates things ugh, a whole lot more. But he's kind of figured out what he wants to do, which is a good step, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Denny's wife and daughter are moving back in. Everything seems to be on the up and up. Well, then, their cousin, Grail, who is a detective, the same one from the bar that night, shows up to tell them that Billy is dead. Oh. So, the cousin knows they had beef with them. She knows, like, what all was going on. She comes over to the house to make sure they weren't involved or to get their story straight. Mm-hmm. And... None of the brothers and sister, like, had anything to do with it. But then Shane says something. Shane's the special needs brother. Shane says that the night that Billy was shot, Mickey, the dad, woke him up in the middle of the night to get him to help him park the truck. So Mickey had previously, like, run into the wall of the garage. He's not supposed to be driving. Uh So he had, like, sneaked the truck out and was driving somewhere the night that Billy was killed. And Sunday had given him that gun to replace in the bar. Okay. So Mickey actually walks in when they're talking about this with Shane. And he noticed that everyone's like looking at him weird. And he's just like, okay, well, I don't really know what's going on. But because he's got that dementia, like he's like, well, shit, what did I do? Did Mm -hmm. I do something? he he like doesn't even know so it's kind of like (laughs) like like you're kind of left on a cliffhanger like you know that probably mickey shot billy right because he kind of figures out the story too but it's never like really it's never really like stated for sure Mm -hmm. and it kind of it kind of ended like that so one of my favorite lines was family didn't mean hiding the hard stuff from each other it meant facing it together and it meant forgiving each other i read this book so fast And I'm not like a super fast reader. In fact, the last time I read a book this fast, I think it was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Right. And the writing style really kind of reminded me of Taylor Jenkins' read. Mm -hmm. So it's a very short book and there's a lot going on. But to me, it did not feel rushed at all. It felt like the characters were very developed you felt like you knew them you cared about them and you even understand like billy's point of view and he's supposed to be the villain yeah you know so Mm -hmm. like the characters are developed enough to where you can sympathize with like everybody and you're wondering like oh my god what's he gonna do this is a hard situation like what would you do there so another thing remember how the seven husbands of evelyn hugo it would be like um sorry mickey rooney or whatever you know or like <laughs> yeah. dirt bag such and such right and we thought that was so cute just mm-hmm. like a cute little touch one thing that was really cool about this book is one chapter would end with a character saying something and then the next chapter would pick up with that character saying something but from another person's point of view okay so like for instance everything kind of tied together yes at the end of chapter two which is told in denny's point of view denny asks sunday to go back to new york with them, and she says okay i'll come home The next chapter starts from Sunday's point of view where she's saying, okay, I'll come home. And then you Mm -hmm. get, like, her, like, mindset and what was going on there. I loved that. I thought that it was, like, such a fun little tool Mm -hmm. to use, like, a writing tool. I've never seen that done before. The story was, in my opinion, perfection. But that was, like, I don't know, like a cherry on top. It just really made the the story flow really well from... Because you I think you're given like seven or eight characters points of view. So mm-hmm. it just helped with the the flow of the story. Yeah. I think I already said there was like tremendous character development, which I actually did read on Goodreads where some people thought there wasn't enough character development, but I thought she did an amazing job. I felt like we really knew the characters mm-hmm. inside it out. You can kind of you feel their inner struggles and you're like invested in the character. And that probably ties back to her behavioral health yeah, thing. Probably. So, um, the only complaint that I have with this book is that the secret that was set up for so long, I was expecting something, like, really big. And when you finally find out what it is, it's almost, like, not enough. Really? Because by this time, she's done such a good job of developing the characters, you Mm -hmm. know that Kale would never... He might be a little upset. Obviously, he's going to be upset that they lost their child. But you know that he would never leave Sunday over that. Yeah. So you're almost just like, well, what are you doing? Like, do you even know him at all?
0: Because I know him <laughs> for reading this I know book. him better than you do. I know him
1: better than you. And, like, he's he's fine. Like, he loves you more than anything. It's going to be fine. She made a mistake. But in my opinion, it's not like a move across the country and never talk to anyone else again mistake. Yeah. That's um, kind of
0: a big – that's like a big jump.
1: It that's is. It's like very – But after I was thinking about it, then she's thrown into this caretaker role, and it was probably her just feeling guilty more than anything. Like, she didn't take care of their baby. Mm -hmm. You know, like, she wasn't careful enough, and that's so out of character for, like, the role that she's taken on. So Mm -hmm. I guess there's that, but I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't quite enough. There's a... A quote from the book that says, shame and guilt are like plagues, and we Irish wield them like weapons and wear them like medals. Good grief. I know. Like, get some therapy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Easier said than done.
1: I know. So apparently, a lot of people really want more of the Brennan's because Tracy Lang said she she got this question a lot on the Goodreads. Like, and I'm like, did y'all not read the question before you ain't submitted the question? <laughs> she just it was, answered like, it. four different questions of Is there going to be a sequel? And she said that it wasn't meant to be a sequel, but she keeps getting so many requests that she's kind of like thinking about it. Oh. But in my opinion, the story felt like very complete. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, there was a lot of big conflicts, like the sister came back from out of town and the bar, all that stuff was going on with the bar. And it just seemed like when other point are they going to have that many conflicts in their life? Yeah. Like a, a big story. It seemed like everything was kind of working out. Right. It was like a happy ending. So leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah. It seemed it seemed done to me, even though I would love to spend more time with them. It just mm-hmm. didn't seem like there would be a story there. I don't know. But I'm not an author. So yeah. Alyssa on Goodreads, Goodreads said, this is the Irish version of Malibu Rising. Oh. And she only gave We Are the Brennans two stars. But now, now I mean, I already want to read Malibu Rising, but now no. I really want to no. read it. Because I, like, devoured this book. I don't know. I feel like we're from a really small family, and our family got broken apart, like, really young. hmm And I always thought it would be so much fun to come from, like, a big family. Because it seems like big families are, like, their own little gang. You know, like... They all take care of each other, and they're all, like, mean to each other, but nobody else can, like, say anything to them because
0: they're all going to take up for each other. Yeah, and they, they like, grow up together, and they spend so much time together, and, like, when they're adults, then they... That's, like, what you do on the weekends is, like, spend time with your family or...
1: Yeah. So, for, I don't know, a couple years, I lived with my aunt and uncle, and they had five kids... And then I moved in and then they were always taking in strays Mm -hmm. so that, you know, like stray kids. So there was at any given time, there's probably like eight or nine of us kids just like hanging around the house. And it was so much fun. Like no one really did like a bunch of extracurricular activities, probably because when you have that many kids, like that's expensive. Yeah. So everyone was pretty much always there together. And on the weekends, it would be like, oh, these three are going to the movies, Mm -hmm. and these two are, like, hanging out over here, going to a party, and it was so much fun, because you knew that you always had someone to hang out with.
0: Yeah, you had choices.
1: Right, and then whenever I moved out, then I'm, like, by myself, Mm -hmm. and it's like, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's just it's like lonely yeah. to be an only child or to have like, you know, you and I are six years apart. So by the time I moved out of their house, you were in college. Mm-hmm. So you weren't there anymore. So it's like
0: Well we moved in together. No, like whenever you because you moved back to grandmother's mm-hmm. by yourself. Were you there by yourself for a little bit and then I moved back?
1: No, I mean we both moved we both moved there, but like you were always working and I was yeah. in school. Like we were in different places. Right. So it wasn't like sure. we couldn't hang out.
0: But, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go to a party with you.
1: No. So, I don't know. I I feel like with the bigger families where everyone's really close-knit, where secrets and stuff can, like, break you up. Oh, yeah. You know, like, people don't exactly do what they're supposed to. But, I don't know, with our family, none of our family is super close. So, Mm -mm. like, if a secret came out in our family, like a big one, I might just be like, fuck it, I don't even care.
0: You probably would. I could see you doing that. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was like, after I read this, I was like, this was such a unique book. I don't think I've ever read a book about, like, brothers and sisters like this. And I was like, duh, we just read The Glass Castle. Yeah. We just educated.
0: We talked about Educated.
1: Educated. Um, My Sister the Serial Killer. Like, if those chicks weren't right or not, I don't the know the was. The Corrections. Yeah, the Corrections. Like, all these family dramas. I've heard a lot about Black Cake recently by Shermaine Wilkerson.
0: Wow, well, I haven't heard of that. It's
1: about this family who, I think they have to go back and take care of like, a death in the family, and it's just kind of like all these secrets come out they discover things that they weren't necessarily meant to discover it's supposed to be a really good book it's been all over instagram lately little fires everywhere
0: oh yeah she didn't like that book i didn't but everything i never told you that was another family secret book it's a big family secret book yeah and that one was
1: wonderful she's working on another book right now too
0: and i like her and i wish i would have gotten into little fires everywhere because i really liked everything i never told you
1: maybe you would like the series maybe so then i was you know scrolling on instagram and at literary clary posted a review for this book that immediately made me think of we are the brennans it was called the reunion by megan quinn they said the first thing is it's told from six different point of views oh good, good grief so i was yeah. like oh that sounds like we are the brennans and then it follows the Chance siblings. Okay. As they return home to plan their parents' wedding anniversary. And they've got, like, a lot to work through as a family. And they have to work through their, like, deep-rooted frustration and love. But I haven't haven't read that one, obviously. But it sounds a lot like We Are the Brennans. So I might add that to my TBR list.
0: TBR to be read?
1: Yeah. Okay. Then there's The Most Fun We've Ever Had by Claire Lombardo. Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keene. That one came up a lot for, like... In reviews for We Are the Brennans, they're like, oh, this book has a lot of ask again, yes vibes. Hmm. And then finally, the last book that I was thinking of with like family drama and secrets is this book I read called The Roanoke Girls by Amy Engel. I think I've heard of that. Okay, so I went into that book not really knowing what to expect, and it's more of a thriller. So this one is more of just like family drama, literary fiction almost. Mm-hmm. This one's definitely more of a thriller, and it's got, it's, like, told from, like, a young point of view. It might even be young adult. I'm not sure. But they have this crazy family secret. And so anytime I think of family secrets, like, this is the book that I think of. And like I said before, thrillers are hard to talk about without Mm -hmm. giving it away. But that one's, if you're into thrillers and family secrets, like, that's a really good one. It's crazy.
0: So, I have a couple of books that I wrote down about, like, family dysfunction. and You we, love dysfunctional families. I do. I was, you know, read what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we talked about Glass Castle, Educated Corrections, and My Sister's a Serial Killer. So, in, like, the early 2000s, I read this book called Random Family. Mm-hmm. And it's by Adrienne Nicola Blanc. And I think that if I showed you the cover, you would probably recognize it. Okay. But it's Love, Drugs, Trouble, and Coming of Age in the Bronx. It was very difficult to read. It was. Oh, you said Leblanc, so I thought she was gonna be like Southern. No, and she—I mean, she could be Leblanc, for Leblanc, Leblanc somewhere <laughs> else. But here, she's Leblanc. Yeah. Um. so story of well, Matt tr- Leblanc was Matt Leblanc, wasn't he? I'm um, friends. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. So it's a story of a drug kingpin named Boy George. Okay. okay. Does he also sing? Okay, and a huge expanding circle of family, friends, kids, and people in the eighties and nineties. Okay, And drug abuse. This physical sounds abuse. like uh, party monsters vibes. It, it's very upsetting.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I saying that right? Pa- party monsters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me. Um, it's very disturbing. It just goes through like the way women are treated were treated during this time in the Bronx, like like I said, eighties and nineties, and just. Free-for-all, basically. When the book was over, I I remember thinking... Well,
1: was she walking home by herself wearing, like, a short skirt? No. I mean, she's probably asking for it.
0: No, this is, like, generational. Oh, okay. Stuff, like, you know. I'm joking, by the way. Right, I know. (sighs) But she... But it's not just one character. Okay. It kind of focuses on one, but then you have all these backstories of other things, and... Oh, my God,
1: the family... I think that's what makes family dramas, like, so delicious, Mm -hmm. is because you're like, oh my gosh, can you believe that this person did this? But to understand why this is so bad, I need to tell you what they did in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, like everything's so like interwoven together. Right. So well.
0: It's very, like I said, very upsetting. But it's one of those books that's Mm kind of like haunted me. Yeah, you think about it. The Nest by Cynthia Sweeney. That came up a lot for this one. But I had never
1: heard of it. So I didn't include it.
0: I read it a few years ago. It's not disturbing. It's a very dysfunctional family. They, there's this trust the dad left them. with something like $3 million, these kids. But there they you. don't get it until the youngest turns 40. Oh, my God. And so, yeah. And so, like. Isn't it usually, like, 25? Right. And it's $3 million, like. Which, I mean, I would take $3 million. But, yeah. But, I mean, they act like it's $100 million. From what I remember, like, the younger brother, like, run off, was going off the rails. And they were trying to, like, get him back so that they could, like, all get their money. And. So they're all self-absorbed. Very, sir, very. I, I have here. Characters were a little superficial. Okay. <laughs> um, it did have some funny moments, though.
1: But, I mean, I know a lot of people, like, in real life mm-hmm. that are very self-absorbed. And really, like, if, even if they do something that looks good, they're only doing it for themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's
1: always an ulterior motive, which sucks. Like
0: Yeah, and that's what I these wish it wasn't kids like that. Like, they just wanted the money. God. Um. I also have Virgin Suicides. Oh, that was a very
1: dysfunctional family. Yes.
0: I loved this book. Also loved the movie. Seen the movie so many times. But the book is just so different. Yeah. And very dysfunctional. You know, did you know that the author, Jeffrey, I'm going to screw his last name up, but Jeffrey, he, <laughs> he also wrote Middlesex. Oh, no. So the Sofia Coppola movie was the bomb back in the early 2000s. I loved the Lisbon Sisters
1: I don't really remember what was going on with them, but I remember it was just, like, super dysfunctional family.
0: They all, they were very secretive, and they were watched by the neighborhood boys because they were so, like, beautiful, and nobody, there were so, nobody knew anything about them. Yeah. And
1: whenever, okay, so pandemic kind of brought out more homeschoolers, I guess, mm-hmm. but um, it seems like you'll hear, like, news stories, like, of families where, the parents were like doing all these crazy things to their kids and they're always homeschooled, Mm -hmm. you know, they're always like isolated. Right. So anytime someone's like, Oh yeah, I homeschool. I'm like, Hmm, do you have a dungeon?
0: Right. Like I'm immediately suspicious. It's, it used to be if someone was quirky it was well they're homeschooled and eh, well, that under, that explains it
1: right right and now it's but like, honestly like i know a lot of homeschooled kids that were even homeschooled before pandemic like they're mm-hmm. just homeschooled and they probably get get out and like get around other kids more than like my kids i'm sure you well, can know make like an effort right yeah. they and their parents yeah. do like they go to like co-ops and they do this and mm-hmm. they they've got these things they've got like little meetings and everything but for a while, I was like, ew, I don't know
0: about Homeschool. Well, Homeschool has a bad rap from, like, religious yeah, reasons. Yeah, they really do. But that, so I liked Virgin Suicides, um, Running with Scissors. Do you remember that book? I'd never read it, but I do remember it. I'm going to screw his name up. Augustine. Augustine. It's Augustine Burroughs. Oh. It's a memoir. He had an alcoholic father, and he had a mother that was completely just mentally unstable. And So this was, like, about us? No. and she ended up like giving him up for adoption to her therapist oh we weren't so lucky no but he spends like his life trying to make it right with her why i don't know i always like i always never she's incredibly unstable and he never gives up on her I
1: always hear these stories, and people are like, they just want this crazy woman who happens to be their mother. They Mm -hmm. just want her love, and they're constantly giving and giving and giving, and they're constantly being let down. I'm just like, just stop. They don't care about you. It's easier said than done. And, well, I think that's, like, my defense mechanism Mm -hmm. is, like, if I'm not getting the attention that I need, then I'm fucking out. Yeah. And you are not like that. Mm -mm. You're always like
0: well they're mad at me i gotta figure out why yeah. and i'm like it's not your fucking problem I you're stupid just fucking quit i don't, but you can't
1: well i can but i understand that it can't it's one of those things like unless you're an alcoholic you don't really understand if you're not an alcoholic you're like quit drinking right you know what i mean but then from, like, an alcoholic's point of view, it's, like, this is a disease. I've got, like, a problem. It's not as easy as quit
0: drinking. But, you know, it, but it's
1: kind of how I am with that situation. I'm just but like, well, either,
0: but, like, neither of us are right. Right. It's just handling things differently, and neither the way we're that we handle them are completely healthy. I know. So I was thinking earlier,
1: like, my problem with Sunday leaving, like, it wasn't a big enough secret, mm-hmm. you know? But then I'm, like... I always judge characters in books like, well, that's not what I would have done. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I literally thought, I can't even tell you what to do in a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're my yeah. sister. And I'm like, well, this is what you should do. And then you do the complete opposite of like what I think you should do. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck? Right. You know it's what I mean? Not, it's
0: not your situation.
1: Right. So yeah. obviously everyone is going to act different in situations. But I have... I'm like, why are you running up the stairs? Right.
0: <laughs> right. Go outside.
1: Right. Right. You know your keys that are in your hand, go right. stick them in the ignition. Right.
0: Why are you running into a barn full of chainsaws? Right. <laughs> um, and actually my last one is Everything I Never Told You. Oh, okay. So that one was completely dysfunctional. And so I was really excited for Little Fires Everywhere because I really liked Everything I Never Told You. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably pick it up again and try it. It's, yeah. Yeah, again, it's one of those things where, like, it, it's just, like, really depends on, like, what you have going on, that if you, it's, it's going to stick or not. Yeah. So. I think The Little
1: Fires Everywhere is more based on, like, um, family sibling, mm-hmm. kind of like We Are the Brennans. But definitely Everything I Never Told You is also family tragedy, family secrets.
0: Another one that I didn't write down that I just thought of as sharp objects. Oh god. Still have a book hangover from her books. Yes.
1: I have this weird relationship with Jillian Flynn. Like I love her and I think she's a genius but like I don't want to be in the same room with no, her because. No gra- she scares
0: me and she grosses me out. Right like what. <laughs> kind... Not in like a mean way but like <laughs> your, your mind is so. Fucked up. Fucked up. How do you think I look bad? up to you. I think you're a genius but. You're like an evil genius. I wouldn't like spend the night at your house. No. You know. She probably has a dollhouse made out of teeth in her. Right, house. right. Which good on her because she's an excellent writer. But oh my god, she's. I wonder if she she gives ass. herself anxiety. Like, how do you have these thoughts
1: and not give yourself anxiety? I don't.
0: I know that I read sharp objects and like I felt like I needed a bath. Oh yeah, that a one shower was, like after every chapter. That there was crazy. that point. Remember the pig? Were they are slaughtering it? They were like I, I'm not even gonna describe it. They weren't slaughtering it, but... I remember going to, like, the pig farm. The pig farm, and it was just, like, this mention of something that was happening with a pig, and, like, to this day, it's still, like...
1: No, because I am very weird about teeth. Mm -hmm. I'm so weird about teeth. Anytime my kids are doing something, I'm like, oh, my God, protect your teeth. Like, I'm so (laughs) weird about teeth. Yeah. It's very strange how obsessed I am with teeth and having, like, good teeth. That all I remember is the fucking dollhouse. Oh, made of teeth. Made of
0: teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: was a very dysfunctional. I could family. never be a dental hygienist because I'd be like, fucking spit in this mouth and like. I'm leaving. When- I quit. Two weeks. Nope. Ugh. Pink slip. Here we go. Oh my god! I heard the dental hygienists talking once, like to each other, the last time I was there, and I was like, oh, you know, I brushed my brush my teeth, or whatever, before I came, and um. I heard, like, somebody be like, oh, the worst is whenever somebody goes to lunch and eats chicken because chicken gets so t- stuck in your teeth. So now every time I eat chicken, I, like, immediately have to go floss.
0: Just in case someone comes over and let me check your teeth. <laughs> I have a dental kit. I bought a <laughs> dental kit. I, like, i know. really weird with teeth. <laughs> I can go on and on about dysfunctional family books because – that's kind of my my niche when it comes to reading.
1: Yeah. And We Are The Brennans wasn't super, like, dysfunctional family. It was more like the, like, I got more of, like, family love from mm-hmm. it and how, like, they're all going to take care of each other. And Sunday re- overreacted and they all still love her. And, you know, they needed each other mm-hmm. as a family. I mean, I guess it was, like, a bit dysfunctional, but it wasn't, like, sharp objects dysfunctional. Right. I mean, nobody is.
0: Oh, that's a whole another level. That's different.
1: Yeah. So our next book that we're going to do is Night Bitch. You started reading that one? Oh, yes,
0: I have.
1: Okay. I feel like she went into my brain to write this book.
0: Yeah. There are some points where I'm like, I, again, have never had an original thought. Mm-hmm. But it's different. Okay. Well, um,
1: I think the only things that I have is that we got some book mail. We got Wahala by Nikki May from Sarah at the Book Troop. We got Mexican Gothic
0: Ooh, by Sylvia
1: Moreno Garcia at Wines About Books. Sent us that. That one was super popular during like October of last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a spooky thriller type book. Oh, so I'm pretty excited about reading that one too. I've got to find time to read more books. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next time with the night bitch by Rachel Yoder. Um don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Bye. Bye.